eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! Show with Alan Jerry. Uh, middle of the week as we are uh, working our way through uh, Thursday, not through, but to Thursday, where the Jets will play the Bills at Orchard Park. Last night, Mets and Yankees won. That was kind of good. Alan and I just sat through four hours of Boomer and Carton, and now we get to sit through about 17 minutes of ourselves. What up? Yes, what's up, Jerry? Oh, I, I wonder know. if you are locked in on something that I'm locked in on. You well, know, well, first of all, what do you think the percentages are that I am? I'm going to say not great. Okay. You and I don't tend to lock in on the same things. Aside from Mets baseball, probably true. Right, and the NFL. And HGTV. And HGTV. So actually there's a chance. We do. Okay. All right. Um, You know, I was really hooked on the OJ stuff during the OJ anniversary, which happened over the summer. Yep, I remember. And there was like all these different 30 for 30 had multiple documentaries. There were different specials and things. Well, it's the 20th anniversary now of the John JonBenet Ramsey case. Remember that was the little girl who was the beauty queen in Colorado that was a murdered Jerry? Yeah. Well, it's 20th anniversary of that, and there's a bunch of different um, documentaries coming out. I think 60 Minutes is doing something on Sunday after the NFL games, a mini documentary series. I was watching one on the ID Network. What the hell is the ID Network? I don't know. It's like a murder mystery network. Right. I only found it based on these documentaries. I saw an article about them, so I, I DVR'd it. You have any interest in that or you're out for that? Zero. 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 I love any sort of real life murder conspiracy where like it looks like the mother did it. You must really be locked in on JFK all these years later, huh? I was when that movie came out in the, in the theaters early nineties the or late eighties. Yeah. Yes. First time I've ever taken my wife to a movie, my girlfriend at the time, and she passed out cold in twenty minutes. She was not interested. Bored stiff and woke up after the nap and it was still going. See, that was that's a perfect one for me. Conspiracy, a murder conspiracy. That so, was boring though, that movie. It was boring, but it got me into like I started searching out all the like Newsweek articles about it, books on sure. it. Sure. Well, and now with the internet and the way they capture everything on microfilm and everything, which you could have always gone to the Dallas library and gotten all the Dallas morning news stuff. But now, like you can get that stuff online and you can read the newspapers the day after that, the New York Times the day after, you know, the Dallas morning news, you might have to pay for it, but you can get it. It's all accessible. It's actually really cool. Yeah. You used to have to go to the library and get the microfiche. Remember those? Oh, it was microfilm. Well, there was microfilm. microfiche? Microfilm was the film, right? Right. Microfiche. 
was like a, it looked like a giant negative from a photo, right? And you would have to put that under really the microscope sort of thing in order to see stuff. Microfiche. When do you think? And I don't know the answer to this. Maybe maybe this is a common thing that people know. When was the first newspaper written? And do you think there's a copy of it? No, I don't mean on stone tablets. With cavemen. I mean, like, legit, like a printing Like a New York newspaper. Times sort of situation. Maybe that's the better. Like, when was the first New York Times printed? I think they probably have a, like, not a legit first copy, but there's probably, like, a photograph of the first copy of some sort. Would you have any interest in reading that? I would. That'd be kind of cool. Now, you think we're talking 1700s? Yes, before that. Before that? You Way think before the New- that. No. You think the New York Times was being... How were they actually? Hold on, let's, let's Want me play to Google this out. it. In 1433, how were they printing a newspaper? They weren't sitting there with the ink and a piece of wire and writing it. They were not. And no. then how were they copying it? That I don't know. That's a good question. Got to be mid to late 1700s. But I think I bet you the first New York Times were, was written in that language, like ye all, like uh, like the King's language, where it was like well, hear ye, hear ye. But we were the North. I don't think is that true. I mean, I guess it's possible. Let me Google something really quick. I hope this. I mean, now you're talking. Recording. You're talking pre-Revolution War, Revolutionary right. War. I don't think so. Hmm. But may I don't know. Maybe. But do you think? And I don't know this either. Around the Civil War, were there newspapers? I'm going to Google this and right how now. How the hell Jerry. did people live? Like, how did you know that there was a war going on? You only heard about it. Here it is. Uh, founded and continue, continuously published in New York City since 1851. All right. So it is a lot later than you thought. You thought it was, you started in 238 days. I did, yeah. They call they call the New York Times, Jerry, the Gray Lady. That's how old it is. Now, would you, when did you say 17 what? 1851. 18, would you have any interest in reading that? Now, I we're would. not talking the 700s. 1851. I would read that. That has got to be really cool. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Is if you were Evan Roberts right now, I could say, who was the president in 1851? And he would know. And he would know. I have no idea. And you, I know, have no idea. I wonder what the sports section was looking like in the New York Times in 1851 when it first came out. Like, who were their beat Like, how the Knicks do that day? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to check the standings. Right. You know, were the Giants, like, winning football yeah. games? Hmm. Well, real estate? <laughs> Come buy 400 acres for three cents. I'm sure Dagwood had a comic back then in 1851, <laughs> or Garfield was looking at lasagna. What kind of ads did J.C. Penney have yeah. in the New York Times in 1851? <laughs> Big brassiere ads. What did New York City look like in 1851? Oh, it was probably a pleasure. Can you imagine living in one of these buildings in 1851 with no air conditioning on July 3rd? Maybe sweating your keonis off. There's a great uh, Twitter feed um, or handle, whatever. It's called Classic Picks, I believe. Okay. And they just tweet out really old pictures, and so many times they'll they'll tweet out uh, the um, Times Square from various years, and that's very interesting to be look cool, at. Right? Yeah, I love looking at like the the old billboard advertising. Sure, there's always guys like, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, it was and... always for like cigarettes. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty cool. Here's something, Jerry. This is uh, we go from the 1851s media to these days eBay. A man in the UK is getting a lot of grief because he listed his wife on eBay. <laughs> and he put her in the cars and parts of cars section. Jeez. And this is what he said about her, Jerry. I have it right here. For sale, one wife. Not new, has been used, <laughs> but still got some good miles left in her. Reason for selling. I've had my fill and feel like there has to be someone out there that's more deserving of her than me. Oh, God, dear, please let there be. 
good points, body work, and paint work still in decent shape and has some skills in the kitchen. Now here are the bad points. Often makes those often makes this noise that cannot be silenced unless you order brand new shiny parts of metal, like his jewelry. Hmm. Sometimes them skills in the kitchen result in you ending up in the hospital. Not all that bad for the model year. I'm sure some lucky guy will get lots of use. That's right. So that marriage is not going well. You don't think so? No. I would say that marriage is over. Probably over. And she's attractive gal, Jerry. And, and he put up flattering photos. Like he wasn't putting up terrible pictures. Let me see. I got to see this. That's a little dark, but it's a I dark mean, photo. <laughs> this is rude. Yeah, not nice. Now, how much is 65,000 pounds? I don't know. Well, she's up to, it got up to 87,000 pounds of a bid. You ever sell things on eBay? You an I eBayer? Have. Yeah, you have. I, have. I have. Have you done anything lately? Not lately. I've found it to be a pain in the ass. See, I feel like only if, unless you're selling a bigger ticket item. Yes. Like something that's over a hundred dollars. Like I have a uh, a Tiffany wallet that I got as a gift years ago. I don't know even where I got it. Okay. But like I was looking at what those go for. That's like over a hundred dollars. Right. And I have some watch that I was given as a gift many years ago. Brand new, never wore. Also worth over a hundred dollars. Those I'm thinking of putting on eBay. Yeah, because the shipping will be nothing. Yeah, and like I need to get a hundred dollars. I don't want to put stuff on eBay where I'm getting I'm selling something for four four dollars. Time out. First of all, the buyer pays for the shipping in most cases. All right. You just got to make sure that you charge them the problem. A, you're not overcharging them. B, they're paying the proper amount. Right. That's number one. Number two, a cool thing, and this has got to be going back ten years now. I sold most of my CDs on eBay for a dime. You did. And then charged $5 for shipping. <laughs> and the shipping was 95 cents. So I was made, but now the stupid thing is if you put those CDs on eBay for $3, no one bought them. Right. But 10 cents, $5 shipping, no problem. I sold so many CDs that way. But again, 10, you can't do it anymore. 10, I got to be 10, 12 years ago now. Now you and I, a number of years ago when you were, you were working on the show, so it wasn't that, that long ago, uh, you found a website where you would where you sold all of your CDs. Uh, well, I sold the remaining ones that I didn't sell on eBay. Where you would, you would punch the UPC code yes. on the CD and they would tell you how much it was worth, then you would print out a shipping label for right. free. Yep. I so I I I probably sold over $700 worth of CDs that way based on your having success with it. I did. Like I loaded them all into my computer and then I sold them all. Yep. It was great. It that was, was awesome. I was left with I said I sold all of them before. I sold a lot of them on eBay, and then I sold the remaining. Because what I did when I sold them on eBay was I had so many from those Columbia, you know, the, oh, the, 12, the, that 12 subscription. CDs for a penny. I must have had a 1,000 CDs. So what I did was I separated them. All the ones I wanted, I, I kept, and the other ones I sold. And I was able to sell the majority of them that way. And then all of a sudden, music started to become more digital. It was just so much easier to get. So even the ones I really liked, like Nirvana. I'm like, I would have never sold that 12, 13 years ago, but then whatever it was with you, I'm like, you know, what the hell am I holding on to it for? I started selling all my good CDs that way when we found that website and those companies that bought them, and those that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I would love to track where my CDs are now. I wonder if you could do that. You might be able to do that. Not now. That was like primitive internet when we were primitive dealing with that. internet. Primitive. Very primitive. like nine years ago. And then here's something, primitive. Jerry. There's a, uh, a website called Your Mechanic. Okay. And what they did is they've made a chart. They do plastic surgery on your wife? No, no. No, this is a for your car. Oh, because you, that ad The other one, that's telling. a good point. Yeah. Good point, Jerry. Very fair. Uh, this one is uh, your mechanic. It, it'll give you the make and model of your car, 
and then it tells you how many miles you can go after your fuel light comes on. Oh, I like that. Now, my car, and most of them nowadays, they'll tell you you have how many miles you have till empty. That's phony, though. Yeah, it's not accurate. No, it's not. Are you the type of guy, do you get gas before your light comes on? Do you wait till the light comes on? And do you wait quite a while after the light comes on? Where are you at? Uh, The light has gone on, and I've had this car now two years, almost two years. The light's gone on maybe once or twice. Really? So you're yeah, at before the light. Because this car is a Prius that I have now. I mean, again, that truck I had was so awesome. Let me see if that's on the list like here, Jerry. 13 miles per gallon to this thing is like 48 miles per gallon. Who makes that, Toyota? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I now, mm-hmm. I put $12 and I go for, I drive forever. Is that right? So I don't ever really feel the need of, you know, running the gas all the way down. Because going to the, if I put $5 and I can drive for three days. Uh, they say it's very bad for your car if you to be. if you wait till you really are on fumes, as they say. Can't be good for the engine. Toyota Prius, you could go sixty-eight to eighty-one miles with before, the light on. With the light on, yeah. I, well, again, I get forty-nine miles per gallon. Now, I was always told when the light goes on, you've got one gallon of gas left. So yeah, your your Prius has one point six gallons. Interesting. All right. Well, that my makes sense, Nissan then. has three gallons. Wow, how about that? But it is annoying to me because then the light's on and I feel like my check engine light you is start on. Getting stressed. I get very stressed Isn't out. Isn't that true? Like when you get that stupid light that tells you like one of the tires is a little different. Yeah, oh, I, I will freak out. It drives me out. crazy. I don't freak out. It just drives me nuts. Well, you know how to change a flat, so of yes. course you don't freak out. I, I do. You know how to, yes. Because I always get worried about either the fuel light being on or the low tire light being on at 3 a.m. as I'm coming into New York sure. City. Yeah. I don't want any part of that. Service engine soon. Like, oh, yeah. what is wrong with this I, thing? I want no part of that. I have been so fortunate in the nine years that I've been doing this Sh- shit. Stop talking. Stop talking. Okay. Don't even say it. Okay. Because I'll jinx Tomorrow it. it's going to be, you know, uh, Eddie Scazzeri. Good job. 602. Who's this? Russell Maffis. Where's that? Out Eddie on the fan. Oh, he's at a flat tire in the Holland Tunnel. Right. And by the way, we may never see Al again. That's true. <laughs> if I ever got a a, a a flat tire in the tunnel, I'd probably abandon my car. By the way, the panic that would set oh, in yes. would be spectacular. You would all be getting phone calls. You and Eddie. Al on Route 78 pulled over with a flat tire with these trucks driving by. Jerry, Jerry, I'm on the side of the road. Help me. <laughs> I see some Lonely, strange. Help me! I see some strange people. <laughs> yes, Al, one there. guy's coming to talk to me. <laughs> well, what that do happened, I do? That happened to us once, and you just sat there and didn't help me. I did. I sat in the car while you changed the tire. Right. Well, you really knew what you were doing. You worked at a gas station. Yes, I did. We have told that story, and <laughs> I could still, to this day, change a flat tire quickly in about three minutes. Yeah, that's manly. Well, I don't know how there's, manly it is, but I could certainly do it. There's certain things men should be able to do. That's one of them. Couldn't agree with you more. So get on that, will you? Jerry, we're one week through the NFL season, and I uh, played DraftKings for the first time. About time. Look at you. Doing these commercials finally got to me. See that? I did DraftKings. I did a beginner's game. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never played before. Now, did you do... See, I like the 50-50 games. Did I you, did you, that. You did do that. I did a beginner 50-50 game. Awesome. $5. Perfect. And what it was is it said the top 50% of the people in the room right. win money. It was a room of 23 people. Love it. I work for sports radio, Jerry. Right. I came in, not even kidding, 23rd (laughs) out of 23 people. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I went with your boy, Dak Prescott. How'd that go? Not well. Uh, But uh, that having been said, this is why this is really difficult to predict. 
Uh, how about the fact that Prescott was so good on those first two drives? You must have been thinking, here we go. Absolutely. Yeah. They weren't cashing in. Oh, I realize with these uh, with the DraftKings, this uh, daily fantasy, Jerry, I need touchdowns. I don't need yeah. completions. I don't need him scrambling. I need quarterbacks that throw touchdowns. When you play this, uh, where do you do your balance? Do you, do you most, is your more, most important position, you think, quarterback or wide receiver or running back for these things? I actually think in today's NFL, I go wide receiver. You do? I look for what I want to look for, and I don't take too much time on this, but I will sometimes look at a good team playing a bad team or a high-scoring team playing a bad team, and then I look at the receivers. And if I see someone like Des Bryant, say the Cowboys are playing, I don't know, pick the, pick an awful team, I would take a guy like Des Bryant. In that game, I might not have taken him last week against the Giants. Good news here, Jerry. DraftKings is hosting another free fantasy contest this weekend. $100,000 in total prizes are up for grabs. No deposit required. You heard that, Jerry. None. So you put your fantasy knowledge to the test. For free to win your share of a hundred grand this weekend, DraftKings.com. The good thing is, Jerry, my team that was twenty three out of twenty three. Yeah, no season long commitments. I've kicked them all to the curb. Beautiful, including Dak Prescott. That is how you do it, sir. I'm going to play with all new players this week when I play. It's very simple. You pick your contest, you pick your players, and you follow your team live. You're like a you're like a DraftKings expert, or I am now. I will still be playing a beginner 50-50 game this weekend. May I give you a suggestion? Yes. Do a game that's got more than 23 people in it. Is that right? I, oh, because then I can. With, I'm only need to be in the upper half. That's Smart. it. Smart. Try and go with a game that's got like 100 people. Right. Go 50-50. You'll find some dummies in there that you're better than. And if you use uh, code CHALLENGE and play free in this weekend's $100,000 contest, that's how you do it up. Use code CHALLENGE. No deposit required. DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. In other NFL news, Jerry, I think you saw this. Uh, week 13, the NFL is going to allow players to wear cleats with their... Messages, right? M- well, it says causes. Well, it's. I didn't like the way this was reported yesterday. Oh, right? So I saw this break yesterday. Breaking news. Well, I don't want to say break. Oh, it's not, not really breaking, breaking news, but right. it, I mean, it's something, right? I saw this at 11.42 when I came out of my fan update getting ready to do my wins update. I see a headline. NFL to allow players to have messages on their on their spikes. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, which Giant or Jet would have a BNC postgame on their cleats that would promote this podcast? That's um, what I was looking for. That's a great question. I might go if I had to think about it. Probably wouldn't be somebody who was really popular. Yeah. Snacks, maybe? Snacks Harrison? Yeah. Think maybe we get him to do it? Maybe, maybe. Eli. No, Eli would not do it. No, you have to Eli pay wouldn't do it? No. Oh. You know those Mannings. Well, they all want to be paid. No, we got to pay them all. It's kind of like me and you talked about getting like uh, the plane that goes past the beaches. Yes. Well, we could pay these guys to put it on their put cleats. Put it on their cleats. But in fairness, they can't just do that. It's got to be a, like a legitimate um, charitable cause. Right. It has to be, as they say, vetted by the NFL. And approved, right. You have to submit... What you're going to do. You just can't do crazy cleats. How many guys do you think (laughs) will just write whatever the hell they want on that and just take the fine? I think you're right, yeah. Because the message isn't going to get out that it has to be pre-approved, that they can't just... They're going to walk in the locker room that day. They're going to see some guys with legit pre-approved messages. and going to say, oh, this is the week I get to do whatever I want with my cleats. 
Do you think, um, yeah, never mind. I, well, I guess my question was, remember all the things with Cruz and Beckham and they were wearing the spikes to honor 9-11? Yes. Did they ever get fined or approved for that? Because I never saw that story finished. They didn't get approved. There were a number of players around the NFL, in addition to uh, uh, Beckham and uh, Cruz. And uh, I was reading yesterday, they didn't think the NFL was going to find them. Good. Okay. Uh, they shouldn't. But in some way, you have to because they did break a rule. I understand. And I, in most cases, I do agree with you. But I believe there are special circumstances. And when you're the NFL, and I, I tweeted Sunday... You know, I thought the NFL and CBS and and Fox did a phenomenal job the way they handled the 9-11 15th anniversary with the flags and Obama and Bush and all the videos. And I thought it was great. That, to me, is a special circumstance to where if you're doing something to honor the cause, we get that it wasn't approved. Hey, guys, maybe you tell them, can you just next time run this past us? But... You got to let it go. You cannot find them for that. And why does is, uh, breast cancer awareness always gets a full month, which seems a little strange because uh, there are, of course, tons of worthy causes. I don't know why that one gets a full right. month long. Maybe, where they wear the maybe pink. you make that a week. Prostate cancer awareness right. is a week. Childhood cancer is a week. Yeah, I, you know what? There's enough causes to go around. No question about it. You could pick a week for as many as you can. And do you have any interest in these? Uh, these, this, what do they call them? The color guard game, color splash games. Uh, this uh, Jets I Bills. I me too. It. I don't like color splash. You know what I like? I like the normal uniforms. Yeah, me too. The normal helmets, and let's play the game. It I, drives me crazy. I also don't mind the throwback. Oh, if it's a, they're terrible. Only if it's a throwback from when I was younger. I don't want any throwbacks prior to me following football. You don't want the Steelers looking like they're in jail? No Bumblebee ones. No, right. I want, like, I'll take the Buccaneers and the Bucko Bruce pirate helmet. Yeah, it's fine, I suppose. But I like I'm, those. I like Gotta be a hypocrite ones. if I say it's okay to do it from my time, but not anybody right. else's time. And then, like, like the Cowboys always have a special their Thanksgiving jerseys. Oh, those the stupid the white, white helmets. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> that drives me nuts. That mm. and when they wear blue... Uh, I don't like At it. least with this color rush for tomorrow night, the Jets are going to be in uh, all white, which I'm not sure really differs from their... Well, so where's the color? Like white's the unit. color? White is their color. Weren't they all green last they year? They were, but it was throwing off colorblind people. Got it. When the bills were all red and they were all green. Right. It was throwing people off. So now the white, they've been assured that the white and the red will balance each other out so colorblind people can also enjoy the game. And then what, what color is the helmet then? White? Yeah, it's the regular Jet helmet. Now, the league does stipulate this is interesting. So, like, let's use the Buccaneers, for example. They are really kind of screwed with throwback uniforms because they only have one. Mm -hmm. And right now, they have that pewter helmet. Yeah. And their old helmet was the white helmet with the Bucko Bruce. The NFL says that you have to wear the same helmet every game. So, even for throwbacks, which kind of screws the Bucks because they can't put that logo on a pewter helmet. It doesn't look crazy. Oh, interesting. So they, they do have, like, the Jets couldn't do a throwback with the old uh, green Richard Todd era where it was green with just Jets. And the Jets. white letters. Yeah, because they have to use their white helmets. Interesting. How about that? Very interesting, Jerry, I would say. Probably, so they're going to look like Penn State, basically. Possibly, And yes. all white. All white. Huh. How about that? And that's one to grow on. And that's one to grow on. And that's a podcast. And we did a uh, pregame show, a warm-up show today, which I thought was uh, terrific. And it's going to follow right here. You know, we've been doing that now for how long? A couple months. We haven't been extended yet. Well. Probably not going to happen. 
I think Tony would give us. I think Tony would let us start it too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to end up doing the 11 minutes. Just 11 minutes? Yeah. Probably so. What if we took all, took over after the uh, 520 update instead of the 540? You need a lot of material. We do. Here's the thing. If you extend it any further, we actually have to do some sports. Right. Well, we do do sports in the morning one. Yeah. We do. Goofy sports. The reality, though, is no, the opposite, Jerry. If they extend us, we'd have to do these dumb topics we do here. Like, did you hear this guy listed his wife on eBay? I don't yeah, know that Mark Chernoff would like that. There's a sexual amusement park in London. <laughs> That's where Al, Al talks about the pleasure train. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up next is that fantastic segment. Oh, so uh, don't go anywhere. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow on this. Adios. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, a good uh, Wednesday morning to you, Alan Jerry, with you for the next 10 or 12 minutes or so. Boomer and Carton coming up at 6 o'clock. And uh, good night for the Yankees and the Mets. You heard from Harris, the 3-0 win for the Yanks, the 4-3 win in 10 for the Mets, though they did waste the lead. Just quickly, Al, you know, yesterday uh, Boomer was talking and Craig about who you would want to start a playoff game if it was today. And they said Cindergard, and I said, quite frankly, I'd take Cologne based on what I'd seen his last couple of starts in Cincinnati, the uh, Mets had won that game. He was five scoreless innings, but he walked a bunch of guys, was in trouble. Every- he wasn't himself. Last night was the real Syndergaard, and I thought he was phenomenal. He struck out a bunch of guys last night, pitched seven innings. He had one inning. He struck out the side where he made them look, quite frankly, silly. He made Bryce Harper look silly on the one at bat. That's the guy you want starting in the playoff game. Now, coming off that, I changed my mind to Syndergaard. But going on what I had seen recently, and I only bring it up because I had gotten beaten up last night on Twitter as the game was going on. That's more in line with what we expect to see. People were mean to you on Twitter. That seems unlikely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say mean, but they were pointing out because, you know, people were putting in his last three or four starts. You know, he was three and one. The RA was good. And I said, yeah, but if you watch the games, it's not the dominant Syndergaard that you think you're seeing on paper last night was. So just to clear that up, now we reverse course. Let's go Thor. Yes, let's go Thor. Jerry, I don't know if you've noticed this the last few days at uh, for in the Yankee games at Yankee Stadium. There's a lot of pigeons in the outfield. Yep. Yeah, I was seeing that the, a couple nights ago. Like they're in right field and left field. They do get out of the way when a line drive or a ground ball goes out there. But I was wondering why are there pigeons out there? And of course there's they have to put seed down. For the field, because the the NYCFC plays there as right, well. sure. And uh, they're saying the pigeons are also attracted to the players spitting uh, sunflower seeds. Sure. But aren't they always putting grass uh, seed down? So why is just now the pigeon showing up? I don't, I don't know if it's just now. Now it's certainly being brought to light. I know if you remember when the Mets played the Giants a few weeks ago in San Francisco, there was the... I think it was the Saturday game where they played at 4 o'clock hour time, and there were three or four pigeons that were literally in between the mound and home plate, and they couldn't get rid of them. They finally were able to chase them away. They moved a little bit to the right or to the left. It is what it is. I mean, yeah, there's seed down, and you're going to get pigeons. I don't think it's that big a deal. they got to put, like, in the condo complex where I live, we have geese. So they put those, like, fake dogs up. How do they work? The fake dogs? Yes. Well, it's like an outline of a dog. I I know. And sometimes, move. like my condo complex, they'll put a, a bandana on the fake dog. You know how dogs love to wear bandanas? So what if we put some of those out in the outfield at Yankee Stadium? So you can make it like the old days when the monuments were like yeah. in play and you yes. had to run around the monuments to get the ball and they had to 
run around these boards of dogs. The fake dogs, right. yeah, to keep away the pigeons. I, I, I suppose. I would shoo those that. away if I was an outfielder. The fake dogs? No, the, I would keep those. The pigeons the themselves. The pigeons, yeah, but you can't hurt them. Cause That'd then be very be, distracting to you'd me. You'd be in a lot of trouble then. And I'd, if I made any poor plays in the outfield, I'd be like, the pigeons. And wasn't it Dave Winfield that hit the pigeon, Eddie, with the line drive or the throw, right? And he got in a lot of trouble. I think for doing it. He did it, it on purpose? I don't think he did it on purpose. It just happened during the course of a game. And there was a game up in Toronto as well where I believe a bird got hit with a line drive. And it was, you know. Ooh. And then remember Randy Johnson threw a fastball maybe at a bird. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. He didn't throw it at the bird. It right, was the bird pitch. came across. Right. And I always wonder, how does timing. a bird get out of the way of a car doing 70 miles an hour on the parkway, but it can't get away from a pitch? I always think the windshield... Like when a bird is approaching a windshield, the air pressure from the windshield pushes the bird out no, of the way. No, maybe that is it. I don't know. There's no air pressure, though, on the field for these pigeons. So no. Maybe they have found a home at Yankee Stadium. They're there to stay. And they're eating the grass. Like, there's patches of brown out there now because they're blaming eating. blaming the pigeons for that? Yeah, they're eating You don't eating think it's the... the soccer players trampling the, gra- the grass every Sunday? It's either the soccer players or pigeons. Right. It's not the Yankees. Mm. Jerry, there's an article in the paper today that uh, the Yogi Berra family is selling some of his memorabilia. Dale Berra is quoted uh, in these articles and things. I always find it curious why they would, like certain memorabilia, like a random Yogi Berra jersey that he wore. Okay. But, like, they're selling his Hall of Fame plaque. Really? Yeah, his championship I, I saw rings. the article. I didn't read it yet. So you're telling me... That stuff is actually going to the highest bidder? Yes. Did it say why? Well, the Barra family is spinning it as such like, Yogi's meant so much to so many people. We want to share it with his fans. But I thought the point was to go to the Yogi Berra Museum to share it with the fans. That would work hmm. if you lived in the Montclair area where that is, right? right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it at the college, I at believe? At the college, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're selling, they have his... What do we got here? His uh, 1972 Hall of Fame plaque, his 1953 World Championship ring. I mean, like if you got into the broadcasting museum and then your kids were like, eh, we're going to sell dad's plaque. <laughs> right. Yeah. And his headphones he wore and, yeah. and all this. Are, now, you, are you, you get into this stuff, though? I like, don't love, I don't like memorabilia. So you don't have anything? You don't, I don't go out care. and buy anything? I don't. Were you into baseball cards as a kid? As baseball cards, yeah, but I wouldn't want to buy. I always thought like you had to get them naturally in the tops pack yourself. Oh, as opposed to buying them yeah, in the case. Yeah, buying them doesn't work. It's not the same. I guess, although I did buy a Henry Aaron card once. I spent like, it wasn't a lot because it wasn't a rookie card or one of his early cards. I think I spent like 30 bucks on one of his cards in, from 1970 or something. That was kind of cool to have. I thought that was kind of neat. And then, so Dale Barra is also saying, you know, the memorabilia is not a big deal to their family because when they were kids, Yogi would bring home like a mickey mantle bat and gloves that mickey was done using you know what makes sense actually and then they would they would just play out in the street with it and yeah. when a mickey mantle bat broke they throw it right in the garbage well but hold on a second now think of this though if you had baseball cards when you were a kid we had no idea there was that much value to them right. we used to flip them put them in the bicycle spokes true if we would have known we sound like old people if we would know and then what we know now we probably wouldn't have treated it as such garbage would you agree? Yeah. At some point, though, like in the 1980s, I was saving like my Jose Canseco rookie yeah. cards, and they're worth nothing. In the late, Why? Because he turned out to be nothing. If you had a Mickey Mantle rookie card right now, though, it'd be worth still a fortune. Right. So I, I, I know what you're saying. Now, what is a Griffey card? That's got to be worth a lot of money, right? I think. But I think at some point, like in the 80s, they made so many 
baseball cards True. that people just had tons of right. them. It's not like having a Ty Cobb card. It is not, right. right. Exactly. And then I, I bet this gentleman didn't think this would be happening. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, where does he coach, Jerry? Michigan. Michigan. So he had to uh, meet the press uh, yesterday, I think it was, and deny uh, eating a booger. What am I supposed to do with that? I'm just saying, because there were uh, screen grabs going around the internet where he he scratched the the inside of his nose. Kind of like you're doing right now. Yeah, I'm showing you. With his thumb. And then he went like this to bite his nail, and people thought he ate a booger, (laughs) to which he denied. And I have quotes. (laughs) Exact quotes. I wanted oh, to get no, this. Quotes. is great. Yeah, that's a good quote. I have never eaten a booger in my entire life. So there you have that's it, Jerry. Right there, that's boy. been settled right there. So he did the. Uh, <laughs> I think they got the story. You have another story, Jerry? <laughs> he did the thing, but he claims not to have done I don't it. Know where you want to go with this? Did you, you ever get caught no. uh, in your car? Picking? No. Okay. But I would say there were kids in school that you remember that did it, and you remember who they are for the rest of your life. And Roy I tell my shark. <laughs> exactly. Come now. I don't want to out the kid. Right now he's he driving to work. Right. Exactly. But you remember that forever. That's why I always tell my kids, whatever you do, you do that in private. Because you don't want to be We've remembered. we caught t- picking our nose, though. Right. I don't think that's true. Well, yeah. Maybe now because we're on camera every day. But I don't think that's true at all. I, I think, think everyone at some point there, you pull up to a red light. There's that guy. He's knuckled. <laughs> he's like, oh. Well, those are the people oh. that don't care. <laughs> Guys do think that the car provides a full blockage of you can do whatever you want. Well, it's want. your privacy. Yes. I mean, Kellen Winslow it, found out that wasn't exactly right. the case. But for the most part, you're right. But I if, think people if, do that. If you pay attention, and I do, people do pick their nose driving. Tons of guys. Yes, and people sing while they're driving, and people eat while they're driving. They do a lot of things while they're right. driving. Right, exactly. Okay, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, you we've got... you a girl mount you while you were driving? I don't know what that means. How no. could you drive then? There's no chance. I don't like. By the way, what kind of ticket do you get for that? I think you get an applause if you get get pulled over safely. Is what I think you get. Reckless driving, probably. It probably is. Quick timeout. Boomer and Carton next on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, you get four hours of Boomer and Carton coming up about a minute and a half. Just quickly, Al. The Mets beat the Nationals in ten four three. They blow the lead the ninth inning, but TJ Rivera had himself a really nice night. The go ahead home run to left field in the tenth inning. Uh, You also had the Cardinals beating the Cubs four two and the Pirates. The Padres beat the Giants, so in terms of the wild card race, Mets still a half game ahead for that second spot. And the Yankees shut out the Dodgers 3-0. Jacoby Ellsbury, Didi Gregorius not in the starting lineup, yet they had back-to-back home runs in the seventh. We'll go through that uh, through the morning as well. The Yankees inching their way closer to the wild card and four games out now in the division race. And we were talking before about Yogi Berra's uh, stuff going up for auction, his Correct. memorabilia. The Steelers sent a uh, autographed football to Pope Francis. Now, why is that? For what reason? I'm not sure. They wanted Pope Francis to have a football from them. So there's got to be some sort of a tie-in. You don't just well, do the, that. The place where they hold their practices is uh, like a Catholic school, and they have a connection to the Pope, so they got an autograph the football sent over the Pope. You think he puts that in his, you know... Well, I think clearly he put it Pope up for auction. Pope, trof- Pope trophy case. <laughs> Pope living room. Trophy case? Yes, the it's the Pope trophy case. Do you right. throw him the ball or you, like, you hand it to him? And I heard he likes soccer. He doesn't even like football, well, but it's Pope. European. Yes, Most European men right. do like well, soccer's football there to them. So he has no idea so what he, he got. Actually, so oh, he knows the Steelers. Does he have a picture of Antonio Brown twerking uh, autographed uh, as well? Maybe. Might. Signed, autographed. 
can All right, sell time it. to go. Boomer Michael Irvin joins Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts at 1120 this morning to talk NFL football. Then later on, it's Yankees baseball as the Bombers host the Dodgers at 405 with Yankees pregame at 325. Right after Mike Francesa and Mike's on exclusively on your flagship station for Yankees baseball and New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN. FM, New York.